This is episode 25 of the Wrestling with Edwards podcast with your host, Scotty Wrestling. And this week, we have a very special guest, as I have Stardom Quest's Alex Richards on the show to discuss the upcoming Stardom pay-per-view this coming Wednesday. It is debatably their biggest show of all time. Plus, we will discuss Elimination Chamber... AEW, NXT, and all the news of the week. So, let's dig in. The Stardom preview will be at the end of the show. So, it will probably take up about the last you know hour or so as we had a really good conversation. So, let us dig in to Elimination Chamber now. This was a pretty eventful show. Um, it ended up being a solid pay-per-view. I would say WWE is 3 for 3 to start the year in terms of their special events, whether it be Royal Rumble, Elimination Chamber, or NXT TakeOver. Now, we had only a few matches here, but it what mattered is that they all delivered. Uh, Keith Lee was ruled out. Injured, I believe. So, John Morrison earned the shot to be the third competitor in the United States Championship Triple Threat. And that resulted in a Riddle win. Riddle, Matt Riddle, of course, is the new United States Champion, taking it from Bobby Lashley, who I believe they said was the longest reigning champion since, like, 2014, which is kind of crazy. Uh, Lashley did not get pinned. It was Riddle. Uh, it was Morrison who got pinned by Riddle, and that further protects Lashley, which is a major part of what is coming next. The SmackDown Elimination Chamber was fantastic. You had Daniel Bryan, King Corbin, Sami Zayn, Jey Uso, Kevin Owens, and Cesaro. I believe that's everyone that I named, and. You know, with five of the six, you knew this was going to be a great match. King Corbin was the first eliminated, as he should be, and then it really kicked into gear. Sami Zayn played his part perfectly, as he usually does. And, you know, there was times I thought Cesaro was going to walk out of this as winner, but he ultimately fell victim to a Jey Uso superkick and Uso splash, resulting in Daniel Bryan and Jey Uso being the final two. 
Uso came close. He hit the Uso splash on Brian. Brian kicks out. Brian managed to hit the running knee, pin him one, two, three, and out came Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns then defended the Universal Championship in a maybe two-minute match, but it was a very good two-minute match. Brian locked on the yes lock. There was a chance in some people's eyes that, hey, maybe he gets this tap. It was a heroic effort after the Elimination Chamber, but he came up short, and Roman Reigns is still your Universal Champion. But as we saw this past Friday, Roman Reigns wants Edge. Roman Reigns ended the SmackDown by spearing Edge. So it was only right that Edge gets his payback, and this is where he did. Following his two-minute match against Daniel Bryan Elimination Chamber, Edge hit Roman Reigns with a spear, making it clear that the WrestleMania main event will be the Rated-R Superstar Edge in his first championship match in a decade. Facing off with the Tribal Chief, your Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, and I believe this is going to be a great build. So far, what they've done has been very good. Edge is phenomenal on the promos. Roman Reigns has been masterful since returning. So I'm very much looking forward to this. Something of note is that Big E did not defend his United States Championship on this show. That is because he got injured in an angle on SmackDown by Apollo Crews. So they're clearly building to that. I'm guessing that will be the fast lane match down the road because um, based off the way they did it, Big E should probably be out for at least a week or two. So expect that to go down at fast lane. Uh, Nia, Jax, and Shayna successfully defend their titles against Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair after Reginald pretty much screwed them. This was a this was a layup in a sense. I don't think anyone believed that you know Bianca and Sasha were walking out as the winners, but this further builds to their WrestleMania match that is all but official at this point. And finally, the Raw Elimination Chamber, the WWE Championship is on the line. You have all former WWE champions and the champion itself. Drew McIntyre defends against Randy Orton, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, AJ Styles, and Kofi Kingston. Well, Drew McIntyre escaped as the winner. Something that I feel like a lot of people thought um, there was a possibility in my heart, maybe. Maybe, maybe they give it to Sheamus. But that was not the case. AJ Styles ended up being the final elimination by McIntyre as McIntyre caught him with a Claymore kick on the attempted phenomenal forearm. That was a pretty cool image. After the match, this is where it really kicks in. Bobby Lashley runs down to the ring, destroys McIntyre. He throws him around. He makes him look like nothing. And especially following the chamber, you know, he wasn't really going to fight back anyways. Bobby Lashley continues to look like an absolute menace. And I praised him last week of how he's redeemed himself. Well, it gets better and better. After the destruction, The Miz, the holder of the Money in the Bank briefcase, walks down to the ring, cashes in. 
Hits a DDT. McIntyre kicks out. Hits the skull-crushing finale, and that is all she wrote. The Miz is the first-ever two-time Grand Slam winner. He is a two-time WWE champion. He is your current WWE champion, and this is the perfect precursor to Monday Night Raw. And I will kick it off by saying this. Monday Night Raw wasn't awful this week. And I think a lot of that has to do with what they're doing Bobby Lashley right now. There's a lot of interest in Lashley's first chance at really being a world champion in WWE. We've seen his time in Impact TNA. He was very good there. He was dominant there. Many questioned why he would leave for WWE again. And it was one of these two reasons to become a world champion in the company he began with. As well as fight Brock Lesnar. So the show kicks off. Very simple. Lashley gives Miz an hour to give him the WWE Championship match that he was promised last night when they made a deal that he would attack McIntyre to set up a perfect opportunity for The Miz to cash in. The Miz, within that hour, decided he needs more time. So, Lashley, angry, had to accept it. The champion gave him a championship match next week, but that's when Braun Strowman pretty much makes it his turn. I know he was barely on it last week, but this this was really his raw return in my eyes. Uh, he came out demanding title matches. That's when Shane McMahon came back to say, you can't demand a title match. However, you, if you defeat Bobby Lashley in our main event tonight, you will be entered in that match. Now, more on that in a second. Randy Orton continues his crap with Bliss and The Fiend. This time, he spit out black liquid after doing a promo because... You know, I I really don't know. I don't know why. I I do not know why this is what we're doing. I I can't give you a good reason. I don't understand and this this uh feud if we can even call it that needs to go away. It needs to go away and never come back. Please, for the love of God. That being said, let's move on. Retribution is teasing a breakup. Um, Dijakovic and uh, Williams, so uh, their characters' names are T-Bar and Mace, sorry. They lost to the New Days, Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods in tag team action, which led to Mustafa Ali being very angry. He got in the ring and said, you guys are holding me back. I tried to bring you up with me, and you guys are just holding me back. So they are teething dissension, and the best thing that can happen to these guys, all of them, is the breakup. Mia Yim can be freed. T-Bar, Dijokovic can be freed. I don't know what will happen to Brendan Williams. I don't know what will happen to... Uh, what the fuck's his name? Sean Thorne? Steve Thorne? I don't know. Thorne. Um, Slapjack. But I do think Mustafa Ali, Mia Yim, and Dijakovic are better off without this gimmick. 
So I'm, I'm hoping this is the end of Retribution. I was once hopeful for this weird story they were telling. But they have dropped the ball since the moment it started. And with that being said, scrapping it's probably the best thing to do. Rhea Ripley is going to Monday Night Raw. Made official in the promo for her. Uh, they, you know, showed a vig- uh, video teasing her soon to debut on Raw. It's been a long time coming for the Nightmare. She is the only NXT UK Women's Champion and NXT Champion. She's the only one to hold both belts. And with her clear intentions to be a part of the main roster and dominate I'm pretty excited Um, Rhea should be nothing short of a star she should be in the Raw Women's Championship match at Wrestlemania there is no push this woman shouldn't have she should be your future star on Raw moving forward and Bianca Belair can be SmackDowns alongside Sasha and Bayley. If you have that three core and you have the core of Charlotte, Asuka, and Rhea, that's not bad on paper if you use them right. But here's the problem. Asuka hasn't been used right since her feud with Bayley and Sasha ended. And debatably, some people may believe she wasn't used right during that either. She at times looked weak. But she walked out of the other side still champion. And I think she had some great matches during that feud. But since then, Asuka hasn't done much. She hasn't defended her title since last year. And it's really become a joke in some ways. My hope is that she can have a championship match at WrestleMania. We know this title isn't going to last long, but, you know, I would do a triple threat. Charlotte, Asuka, and Rhea. And that's how you crown Rhea. That's my opinion. I think it's time that Rhea Ripley becomes champion. But, you know, Asuka deserves this WrestleMania match. And finally, let's get to the end. Bobby Lashley defeats Braun Strowman clean in the middle of the ring to guarantee his singles match for the WWE Championship next week on Monday Night Raw and after that he destroyed the Miz he absolutely wrecked him took him down and looked strong on top he held up the WWE Championship the lasting image was Bobby Lashley holding that WWE Championship and it felt right it felt right. I think that's something that a lot of people have been wondering. Can WWE believe in Bobby Lashley to be the WWE champion? I think next week they should make that title change. Yeah, Miz gets a t- week-long title run. That's fine. If the plan is to ultimately have Drew McIntyre have his shining moment at WrestleMania over a dominant champion like Bobby Lashley, then that's fine. But give Lashley as long as of a reign as possible. Don't wait till Fastlane to crown. A month isn't enough for Lashley. Lashley deserves a solid six month reign. But I don't think that's what we're going to get. So I will take anything. Because he has built himself up. 
alongside MVP to be the monster, the dominator that he always should have been in WWE. With that being said, that's enough talking about Raw and Elimination Chamber. So, let's talk some news before we head into the AEW and NXT part of the show. Big Show, Paul White, signs with All Elite Wrestling. Who the fuck saw that coming? Not me. Um, It stunned everyone on Wednesday morning when they announced that Paul White would be signing with them a multi-year contract. Because the last time we saw Big Show was not too long ago. It was a month ago on Raw Legends Night. And he was in a feud with Randy Orton last summer. He technically main evented WrestleMania last year. Big Show seemed like a guy that was in fact a WWE lifer. He would never switch sides, especially this part of his career, because he's pretty much on the tail end. Um, Many have believed in the past couple of years he's been retired. He's not in ring-wise, but it sure seems that way. But what he is going to AEW to do is to be a commentator and wrestler. He will be commentating on the new AE Dark show, Elevation, I believe. And, you know, I'm excited for Big Show because, or Paul White, whatever you want to call him. Um, I always thought he had good chops on the mic, you know. Um, unfortunately, not all big men usually do. They usually have trouble, but Big Show's one of the few that, you know, really is good at that. So I'm excited to see him at the commentary table. Um, he's going to be working his way into an in-ring career, and next week will be his first appearance on AEW. Um, PW Insider report t- reported that... Talks broke down between WWE and Big Show recently because he wanted money that they weren't willing to give him. And he probably wanted a bigger role than he wanted a bigger role than what he had. Um, Raw Legends Night was a mess. He didn't really do anything. He wasn't going to go on a commentary table because, you know, they have their roles right now. So it was a matter of he probably wanted more opportunity to help the company. He wanted some more money with that. And they just weren't able to come to agreement. So he moved on. He moved on. And this is a great spot for him, in my opinion. He shouldn't be wrestling that much. He shouldn't be winning world titles. But he can be a guy that gives a big win to a Wardlow. Or a Luchasaurus. Or a Lance Archer. That is what he fits the mold for. While also teaching them his tricks. Because truth be told, Big Show is one of the greatest big men of all time. In terms of, you know, people that are 6'7 and taller. He's a 7 foot tall giant. And he became a master in that role. He's a multiple time world champion. He's a multi time champion. I believe he's a Grand Slam champion in WWE. He did everything in his power. Everything in his power to make a career that will be remembered forever. And that's exactly what he has. Big Show is a legend for a reason. So, so not WWE. 
AEW adding him to their roster, that doesn't bother me. I think it's smart. And if he's a coach for them, that's even smarter. Because out of all their coaches, they got Jerry Lynn, they got Arn Anderson, Diamond Dallas Page, Billy Gunn. None of them none of them fill that big man style. None none of them come close. And they have some big dudes there that, you know, get it getting that seasoning from a guy that's done it all, never a bad thing. I always thought WWE should use him more, especially with the work he did with Braun. He helped Braun become who he is. So I do think it was a brilliant move by AEW to bring him in. Just don't have him wrestle a lot, please. And the final news piece of the week is that WWE has officially announced its newest NXT class. And boy, oh boy, could it be the most packed class yet? I sure think so. Let's, you know, start off from the top of who they brought in. Um, AQA from Booker T's Reality of Wrestling. I believe she is a very talented woman who will only enrich the NXT women's division that much more. She'll probably be a key part of the upcoming NXT Evolve show, the second show that will be on Peacock. Um, Anthony Henry, a a legend in the indie scene, really. Um, I believe he's on the older side, 36 or so. A lot of his work came in Evolve, NWA, um, Freelance Wrestling, Full Impact Pro. He is an asset for NXT, and I wouldn't be shocked if they put him in the Cruiserweight division. He's another key key choice for that NXT Evolve show, um, especially soon. I think if that show is coming soon, he's going to be a key member of that roster. We got Blake Christian. Um, they, you know, call him by his real name, Christian Hubble. I know a lot of people are big on Blake Christian. He's an impressive worker. He was in part. He was part of Impact's X Division. He was a finalist in the Super X Cup. And you know, I think he's a great ad. Perhaps the biggest name in the entire class is the one, the only, Taya Valkyrie. We talked about it last week, how it was reported she signed. Well, she's officially part of WWE, and it looks like she will be in NXT. She is the wife of John Morrison, but what she has done in the wrestling ring is far more impressive than any accolade many have. She is the longest reigning knockouts champion in history. Everywhere she goes, she wins gold, whether it be AAA, Impact. She wins gold. She is a winner. And I have no doubt in my mind she will be NXT Women's Champion. Taya Valkyrie is the perfect, perfect addition to WWE. This is a big one. Parker Bordreau, if you haven't heard about him yet, you'll hear about him all the time. He is considered the next big thing the next Brock Lesnar, the former NCAA offensive lineman out of UCF, is going to be a star. 
Paul Heyman has guaranteed it. Jim Ross has guaranteed it. And he is now here. Bronson Rex Steiner. Um, he tried out for the NFL. He also is the son of Rick Steiner. I saw on his Twitter that he's already going by Bronson Steiner. So expect him to carry the last name with him. We have Carissa Rivera, who I don't know too much about, but I believe she's been an impact and Ring of Honor. We have Priscilla Kelly, Gigi Dolene, who we've seen already. She was in the first ever Women's May Young Classic, um, so she's already been a part. Cora Jade, also part of the Women's May Young Classic. She teamed with Priscilla Kelly. We have Zoe Stark, who... Last night had an incredible match with the Oshirai. She is clearly someone they are high on, and I understand why. She she has the look. She has the in-ring capabilities. She's a star in the making. Christian Casanova. Man, I saw this guy one time live, and he stunned me. I never, I didn't know who he was before that, but he shocked me. Um, he's a... Key part of chaotic wrestling, Northeast wrestling. He was in Evolve, I believe. I don't know. He was very much here in the Northeast. That is something that shouldn't hinder him, and I think he is one of the top prospects that anyone could have signed. Um, I've seen people say it was a long time coming, and I'm excited to see what Casanova can do. He's a great name, so I'm hoping they keep it, but probably not. Um, Harlem Bravado, I don't really know who he is, but he was part of Evolve. He's been in Ring of Honor. Pro Wrestling Noah, New Japan Pro Wrestling Show, like he's, he's been around. Um, then we have Cameron Brene. She's part of Rise and Evolve, known as Cameron Connors. We have Taylor Grado, a.k.a. Avery Taylor who was also part of Evolve back in the day before it was bought by WWE, Shine, American Combat Wrestling. Matrik Belton, a former D1 football player, who definitely carries a lot of potential. L.A. Knight, a.k.a. Eli Drake, as we knew. We knew that one long before. He's been on NXT for the past few weeks. Teasing when he will finally show up. We have Joe Ariola. Um, he was an amateur wrestler. That's about all I got on him. Drew Casper. Brother of Jacob Casper, who joined the Performance Center in last year. Um, I want to thank my... Last word on sports, pro wrestling family, for giving me all that information. Without them, I would have been somewhat lost. I won't lie to you. But I do appreciate that. Now, there's a lot of stars there. There's a lot of potential stars there. Uh, Bronson Recksteiner, Parker Bordreau, Eli Drake, Taya Valkyrie, AQA, the list goes on and on. There is so much talent coming into WWE right now. And that means there should be some call-ups coming soon by NXT. Because, you know, you got to open that spot up for Taya. Taya's not going on the Evolve show. She's going on 
real NXT. She should. She doesn't even need to be on real NXT. She could go right to the main roster. Um, but I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for all these new talents, and they didn't even announce Sari, who we do know is on her way to WWE. Finally, um, she could be you know debuting anytime now. Maybe she's just not going to be part of a class. Maybe they're just going to have her be a special case. Because maybe it sure seems like she might be on her way right now. And perhaps they just didn't want to wait on taking her picture and putting her in the class. So she could easily just jump right in. She doesn't need to be part of this big, huge class. She can be her own star. I think that's something important. Um, She was someone heavily, heavily pursued by WWE. So... It seems like she's gonna be a star, and that's that's a good a good thing to say the least. Now, let's jump into NXT while we're at it, since we're talking about it. Dexter Lewis and Johnny Gargano had a pretty good match, despite me saying last week I have no interest in seeing this feud. They had a pretty decent match. Lewis won, of course, because. This is the next program for Gargano in his title. So why would he not win? Uh, I don't know. I don't want Dexter Loomis as champion. I said it last week. I'll say it again. I just... He doesn't... He doesn't enter my mind as championship material. He's a good character. Probably fit well on the main roster. But I just... I don't need him to be champion, you know? Some people don't need the belt. And I think he's one of those guys that doesn't really need a belt. Uh, another good thing they did, though, on NXT was they continued to build these mid-card storylines. Leon Ruff was scheduled to face Tyler Rust, who I'm also high on, um, and Isaiah Swerve Scott, you know, who, you know, devastated him after their match last week, devastated him again this week. He put him down and he said, it's going to be my goal to make sure that people don't get handouts like Leon Ruff and that Isaiah Swerve Scott gets the opportunity he deserves. Isaiah Swerve Scott, I talked about his potential last week. This man can be NXT champion tomorrow. Tomorrow. That is how good he is. And that's really what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for them to push him to the moon. That's what he deserves. And I I think he is simply phenomenal. Io Shirai had her first match on NXT... Since November. She hasn't been on NXT TV to wrestle since November. She's been on, you know, for the promos and stuff. She had her two war, uh, two takeover matches since then, but she didn't wrestle since November. So it was nice to see her in there. And she scrapped it with uh, Zoe Stark, and they had a fantastic match. Uh, Zoe Stark absolutely wowed me. She wowed me last week in her, like, very quick squash. But, you know, putting her up against Io Shirai, that was a big test. And while Shirai, of course, won, it's clear that Stark is going to be a star. It's absolutely clear um, that they're pushing her to the moon. She could be, she could be the lead woman on the NXT Evolve show. Even I think that would be a good spot for her. Cameron Grimes continues to be one of the funniest characters ever since he became a millionaire. Um, he's just. You know, giving me so many laughs. 
so many laughs because it's just it's just me trying to understand like what where is this going um i i have thought for a while he could be the north american champion but what he did was you know he watched the old video of ted dibiase telling a kid he'll give him money if he dribbles a basketball but he didn't watch the full video, so he never saw Dibiase kick out the basketball. So he lost $1,000 to some random guy who dribbled it 10 times. He was like, he was creating a feud for himself with Ted Dibiase without Ted Dibiase being there. He kept saying, Ted Dibiase is not smarter than Cameron Grimes. And then uh, they show him one more time with, uh, I didn't catch her name, but uh, she's a former WNBA star. And he did the $1,000 10 dribble thing. She put it between his, her legs while he tried to kick it out. It was very good entertainment. And Cameron Grimes is very good in this character right now. Very good. Which is something that I thought a lot of people didn't know if he could do. Uh, I think his weak point in a lot of people's eyes was character work. He's a very good wrestler. But I think he's finally you know, mastered what he's doing here. Zia Lee, Lee is the best. She's the best. She is in such a great position right now to be a star every single week. And she destroyed Casey Catanzaro as she should. She snapped her leg. Then she, she then beat up Caden, uh, not Kate, yeah, Caden Carter. Let's protect Isaiah Lee at all costs, okay? Because she's special. She has the aura about her. She's great in this character. And she's just great in the ring. She's awesome. So please, 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 NXT, continue on building her up because it, it's masterful. Raquel and Gonzalez and Dakota Kai must win the tag titles. They showed a cool... Uh, Video between the tag teams setting up for their match next week. Um, something I really enjoyed was how Shayna Baylor said, All they have is the scraps from when I was here. And, you know, we know Dakota and Shayna's history. The way I would design this match is that Dakota Kai gets the pin on Shayna to win the tag titles. But they need to win the titles because this is a big match feel. And it feels right. It feels like the perfect time to switch those. Give Kai and Raquel some things to do. You can have a tag team title match every takeover moving forward. Who says no? Karrion Cross and Santos Escobar faced off in a no DQ match. This match was physical. This match was great. I enjoyed this match. These two, well... I guess we'll say four because uh, Mendoza and Wild really got involved. But they they told a good story, which I think is very important. Oh, excuse me with the big yawn of the day. Ooh, sorry about that. Um, but I, I really do believe this was an interesting story for NXT to follow. Because, you know, you have a champion that's so dominant like Santos Escobar. And you have Karrion Cross, a guy that hasn't been pinned yet. He hasn't lost yet. So it was interesting. It was an interesting story to tell. 
random, really, because, again, he's the cruiserweight champion, Escobar is. Cross is clearly not a cruiserweight. But they clearly see Santos Escobar on the same level as they should. And this match was great. Uh, Cross ended up winning in the end, which wasn't really stunning, but it was it was good stuff. I think Escobar is a star. I think Cross is going to be perfect for the main roster when he gets there. And that's that. And then finally, we end NXT with Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole went out there showing resentment, showing how sad he was. He was explaining to Kyle he didn't mean it. He was so sorry. He'll do anything in his power to make it better. He'll try his hardest, yada, yada, yada. I don't know, it was a good promo. Uh, Roderick Strong comes out and says, are you kidding me? You've changed everything. You've changed everything. And Adam Cole was like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. He was down, crying. The tears were coming down his face. And then that's when Finn Balor came out to fight. Finn Balor came out to fight. Um, Adam Cole started getting beat down. Roddy made the save. They were fighting on the outside. Adam Cole saves Roddy with a super kick. Super kicking Finn Balor, taking him out of the equation. Cole rolls into the ring to check on Roddy. Roddy nails him with the clothesline. And then Roddy's like, "Oh man, I'm I'm sorry. I didn't I didn't mean that." They were showing this brotherhood, this true brotherhood. You know, it made you think, "Ah oh, man, okay, the undisputed era is not gonna break up. Maybe, maybe they can rebuild this. Maybe, maybe even just Kyle moves up on his own." But no, but no. Adam Cole hits Roderick Strong with a low blow, super kick. Bang, done, out. Adam Cole tweets after, he has always been the Undisputed Era. He will always be the Undisputed Era. They are telling magic here. Magic. I think, you know, some people hate Adam Cole. Some people love Adam Cole. I am one that loves Adam Cole. I think he's just one of the best. He cuts beautiful promos. He's great in the ring. He is NXT's golden boy. He's NXT's greatest star ever on the men's side. And he has three feuds lined up right now. He's going to face Roger Strong probably first because they put Kyle O'Reilly on the shelf. And then he'll face Kyle O'Reilly. And then finally he'll probably face Finn Balor. He has three matches, three big matches set up for him down the line. And in that, he's created three mega baby faces for the brand. Adam Cole is the top heel on this brand. Forget carrying cross, honestly. Like, truthfully, I don't think I don't think Adam Cole is touched in terms of his heel work opposed to anyone else. He has three big matches, and then truthfully, all three are match of the year contenders right off the bat. I don't know what he does with Finn to change from their first match that we saw late last year. But I'm excited for that. But if you're not excited for the Undisputed Era matches, then I don't know what's wrong with you. I'm very excited for this. Adam Cole is finally back in his element, something that they took him out of really since the moment he lost that title. He hadn't really mattered too much since then, and I'm happy. I'm very happy that that's where he is now because, again, he is... He is simply one of the best. Now, let's finish up this regular part of the show before Alex joins us to talk stardom. All Elite Wrestling 
had yet another show. Um, this was a weaker show majority than I expected, but it was still pretty good. Um, John Moxley beat Dolph Ziggler, I mean Ryan Nemeth, at the beginning of the show very quickly. Cut a pretty passionate promo. He's very excited about the exploding barbed wire death match. At least he is, because I'm surely not. Um, Sting and Darby Allen had this cool segment where uh, they showed a video of Darby in the body bag, getting the body bag being opened. Sting was clearly the one that opened it. Darby left a smile. Lights go out. Sting walks out with the body bag. Oh, that could be Darby. No, no, no. It's Hook, Taz's son. Um, Hook, you know, Taz goes and takes care of Hook. Sting points up to the rafters. Darby Allen's there. He's on a, uh, you know, the thing that Shawn Michaels was on at WrestleMania that, like, he flies down. Yeah, he was on that. He hits um, Ricky Starks and Brian Cage with a skateboard. It was pretty sweet, you know. This was pretty sweet. I I enjoyed this a lot. Um, Team Taz is, you know, I, I complained about them multiple times, mostly because they were scared of Sting and just Sting. But, you know, they have won me over. They have won me over to be excited for this match. Um, I want the hat that Hook wears because it looks cool. Um, but, yeah, I am excited for this. This segment was dope, and anyone should check it out. Jericho, Chris Jericho, and MJF bloodied the father of the Young Bucks. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. I did not expect them to just, yeah, we're going to beat the shit out of his dad. Their dad. Wow, that's, that's a bit extreme. I guess that's one way to try to build the story that they hadn't tried to build until now. So, yay. Um, I'm still not excited for the match, really. I'm hoping MJF does do the turn. Sammy Guevara's involved, but other than that, I don't know what's up. Um, Shaq is wrestling next week. I completely forgot, but they packed the show. They packed the go-home show. It's called The Crossroads, which is funny. Um, so Shaq's wrestling. Big Show's debuting. The Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express have a match. There's a few other things that I'm just not remembering. Uh, contract signing, maybe. No, not a contract signing. Uh, MJF and Jericho are having their press conference. There's a lot of stuff happening next week. It should be good. But what mattered to me the most was this match. Phoenix versus Lance Archer. The winner moves on to the ladder match to determine the number one contender for the TNT Championship at Revolution. And boy, oh boy, was it good. Phoenix and Lance Archer, you know, these are two of my favorite talents in AEW. I'd probably have Phoenix to me is the best male wrestler in the world. It's not close. Archer is one of the best big men in wrestling, maybe the best. And these two put it on an absolute show. And this is a good time to discuss my match of the week, which this was. This was the match of the week in terms of matches I watched I had a tough time watching wrestling this week. A lot of things came up, but this was absolutely the best. Um, these two tore the house down. Uh, Lance Archer was really good at dominating Phoenix for a lot of the part, but Don, uh, Phoenix was really good at the underdog babyface comeback. 
Um, he hits so hard. He flies through the air. This match was great. Ultimately, it was Archer who walked out as the winner, which I'm fine with because Lance Archer should not be losing much. But Phoenix is, it feels like Phoenix loses on TV a lot. And my main problem is that it sure looks like both Pac and Phoenix will not be on Revolution. And I, I don't understand that move. I don't understand that move because these two are among the most popular stars since, you know, Death Triangle reformed. And I don't, it looks like they're going to have all of their roster for the most part in terms of the men's division on it because they're also having a Castini, the Casino Battle Royal uh, with tag teams. So I, I'm confused of what we're doing because. I think Pac and Phoenix are their two best, and ha- not having them on the show is a very sus decision. Uh, I don't need to see Miro and Kip Sabian face Orange Cassie and Chucky e. T. Like, just give me these two in a singles match, like a singles match, and the winner gets an AEW title shot. Like, that's what they should be doing. Instead, you know, there's one week to go. They could always add them in somehow, but right now it looks like they're not going to be in it, and that's a that's a shame. It's an absolute shame. I don't think Pac hasn't been on TV the past two weeks, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, maybe he's on last week. But th- these two need to be on Revolution. I am happy, though, that Pentagon will be in the ladder match, so we'll take that. Um, but, yeah, uh, next week, expect me to preview AEW Revolution. I feel like every week I'm previewing something. It's crazy. Um, next week I will also be reviewing the stardom show from beginning to end. I plan to watch that live. And I will, of course, have my match of the week, NXT Raw SmackDown. So, since this is the end of this, enjoy the preview between me and Alex. And have a good week, everybody. All right. With me today is Stardom Quest's one of Stardom Quest's two hosts, Alex Richards. Hello, Alex. How are you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm happy to be on uh, Wrestling with Edwards. Oh yeah, I forgot. That's the name of my show. Yes, that is. (laughs) I I can't tell you how many times I'm doing the introduction. I'm like, what is what is the name of this? Because I just (laughs) I'm just so accustomed to just going and talking. So it's. Thank you for doing it for me. Now, <laughs> today we are previewing the mega show for Stardom. Uh, would you say this is the biggest show in the company's history? Um, if not the biggest, then the second biggest, yeah. Because I know um, they ran Sumo Hall for uh, Aikawa's retirement show. Mm-hmm. But like, this would be very similar. Yes, and this is All-Star Dream Cinderella. I always get the Dream Cinderella parts flipped. So I got it right this time. But um, the show is also able to be seen by international viewers for the first time live. Yes. Without having to do some crazy, um, you know, different ways of doing it, of course. Yeah, the the old pay-per-views are only available in Japan. But uh, as far as I'm aware, the pay-per-view is now for international fans. Uh, I'm not going to try that. I have a different way. But uh, pay-per-view is available anyway. Yeah, I I saw them uh, send out the link, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool of them." I didn't I didn't think they were gonna do that. So, 
big big news for everyone. I know it starts here at 2.30 a.m., so that should be fun. God. <laughs> but um, I, I'm probably going to do my best and watch it because I don't want to be late to it. It's a, it's a yeah. lose-lose for me personally, but it is what it is. Um, now, now this this card is eight match card. I believe. Uh, I believe so. Maybe nine. Okay, and so there will be two uh, prologue matches, um, mm-hmm. which will be available on YouTube, which I would say they're pretty good starting matches for anyone that just kind of wants to chime in, but maybe wait on the pay per view part. Um, because you know, two title matches is great, and then we have the All Star Rumble and the what I like to call the big five uh, main matches per se. Now let's just jump right in, okay? So the f- first match is the high speed championship match, and um, I would love for you to share your thoughts on both of these competitors. Um, yeah, I mean, Azumi is like a prodigy. Uh, she's really made this belt relevant again, which is very difficult to do after they kind of gave it to Riho with no plan of what mm-hmm. to do. Um, I don't think she defended it once in her like 200 plus day reign. So, you know, Azumi has brought the belt back to prominence and she's really just been an MVP for stardom for the last couple of years. Uh, Natsupoi is a new addition. She's one of the many new additions, but she... She's quite good as well. I don't see as much upside in her as I do Azumi, but like she works really well with a lot of the other high-speed talent, and I think this match will definitely deliver pretty well based on the little previews we've gotten. Yeah, I I was gonna say I've, I've loved what I've seen of them in like the tag matches, and I think it was um, either one weekend or two weekends ago that they really, uh, gave a good teaser. So I'm looking forward to this match a whole lot. And when I saw it was the opener, I thought that was a perfect spot for them, uh, personally. Um, but, uh, if you had to give me a prediction, who do you think would walk out as the winner? Uh, it's probably not Sapoy. I think uh, yeah. the division is pretty small, and it feels like Azumi has run through everybody but Saki Kashima. So it's mm-hmm. kind of just either you bring in new challengers for her, which is possible with uh, you know the Marvelous and Seedling partnerships, or you just go to Natsupoi, which I think is more likely. Yeah, I was also going to go with Natsupoi. Um, I do think that this is also a way for Azumi to kind of jump up into a bigger spot if that's even possible. But, um, you know, I have been very vocal about how big I see Izumi being this year. And I think this match is a good way to, you know, have her move on from the high speed title. And it's not a bad uh, person to take over in my opinion. Mm, Definitely not. And the second match is the goddess of stardom championship. As uh, Micah and okay, don't make fun of me when I make up uh, get these names wrong, please. <laughs> um, Micah and uh, Hamika, I okay, versus uh, Natsuka Tora and Saki Kashima. This this is um, this is a big match for a lot of people because, as my Twitter likes to tell me, Natsuka Tora is a favorite of a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um. Can you explain to me 
why so many people love her? Um, yeah, like she, if they let the reins loose on Natsuko Tora, she would be the perfect, like, big star for any company. Like, she can mm-hmm. talk, she's got a great look, uh, she works pretty well with just about anybody. Like, I feel like if you see her on her best day, then you can understand that she has potential yeah. to be really big, but they're really, uh, they're really chaining her down with the away to tie stuff. Right, because I think ever since you know you had me watch all those matches, she was only in a few before that, and then once I started mm-hmm. kind of following along, she's been doing the Uedo Tai stuff, which is just nonstop DQ and the chain, which the chain bothers me because it's loud, and <laughs> I just I don't I didn't get it, but a lot of people tell me that before all the DQ stuff happened, she you know got to be an actual person and not just like dq 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 so i think it was last night that i said like on twitter like kind of confuses me some people's favorites but wrestling's for everyone so that's fine by me and uh someone i forget who it was someone said it was exactly her who i was talking about i was like not necessarily but (laughs) i would love to be i would love to know what i'm missing because i like her match with uh julia from the anniversary I like mm-hmm. I like that a lot. I probably liked it more than most people, and that's the first time I was like, okay, so I get it. If like they let her wrestle, I get it. But yeah, that's what most people are waiting for. But, uh, yeah, well, and then uh, um, I feel I don't know. I just wish a way to a way to tie was you know used correctly. Um, but you know, I could get into a conversation about people being used correctly, so we'll just not do that. Who? <laughs> Do you think walks out as the winner in this one? Uh, I feel like the champions retain yeah. because, like, the, the tag belts and a lot of the belts have kind of been thrown around lately, especially when a way to tire involved. And uh, that's not really something you want to do if you want to keep your titles important. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think DDM should retain here. Uh, whether they do or not, I don't know. But if I was booking it, they would definitely retain. Yeah, um, I I agree. Mostly because I think they want Micah to hold something for some time, you know, because mm-hmm. they gave her that mega match with Utami at the anniversary show. And some people loved it. Some people didn't like it. It was a long one. And I think it was you that said it was kind of like a New Japan styled match, um, which made me laugh because it was a long one. Uh, but I definitely think their goal here is to have her be holding a championship for a while. And Hamika's wicked popular, right? Yeah, In people Japan. people really like uh Hamika. Um yeah. and especially like Stardom Stardom thinks she's great. I remember they've mentioned a few times she's one of their uh golden generation of rookies, even though they didn't train her. But uh interesting. Yeah, I I mean to me she she's my least favorite of um ddm but i still like her it's not like i dislike her by any means um and now we get to the all-star rumble um this has present future stars legends this has everything i think you want in a rumble like this i believe it's 22 participants announced and what what a uh roster of um competitors we have is there anyone you are very excited to see out of this 
Yeah, this this will come as no surprise to anybody that that knows me, but uh, seeing Chigusa Nagayo wrestle is uh, always incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how much you know about Nagayo. She's basically like the Hulk Hogan of Joshi, and that she was one of the first stars that really broke the mainstream. Uh, mm-hmm. Like her and Dump Matsumoto back in the eighties was huge. Like both became mega famous from it. So her getting to wrestle in the Budokan is just super cool, and seeing her in a Stardom ring is also really cool given how many ties there are between stardom and uh ajw so i'm super excited to see her uh it's cool to see emi sakura as well because obviously i mean emi sakura is so influential to joshi wrestling as a whole that uh, her getting to wrestle at the budokan is also super cool yeah um i'm most excited for yoko as you know you gave me i i've i've said on the show multiple times like you gave me this huge list and she was in a lot of the matches early on so that's mm-hmm. probably who i'm most excited for yuzuki akaiwa also one of those that um i you know i vividly remember i think i've went back and watched every match that you sent me of hers like a few times because she was just you know i don't know if she was necessarily ahead of her time but she was just so good so good um, but yeah, this, this lineup is pretty awesome. Uh, if I had to ask you, who could you see winning this? Because it's really hard to predict like who walks out. Yeah. Um, I could see them giving it to B or, uh, like Starlight Kid maybe. Mm. Uh, I feel like there's room there for a surprise to win. I don't know what surprises will show up, but I feel like somebody could definitely show up as a shock and, uh, get the win. Uh, but it's definitely either like a surprise or you know a B or a starlight kid. Yeah, I I'm picking B strictly because I think she's on her way to a title match, which is a thing that is going to happen. <laughs> um, I, I I don't really talk about B on this show because I don't want to. Uh, but I have heard you and Dylan talk about her, and it always gives me a good laugh. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, yeah, she's just she's not my cup of tea. I, you know, random thought out there. I could see them giving it to Unagi after her mm. series, like just kind of like this, like miraculous win after getting her ass kicked for seven straight matches. That's possible. I I don't think I'd like that, but uh, <laughs> they might do it. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't say people were gonna like it. I was just saying it's a possibility. <laughs> yeah, if, if we were gonna, I mean, we did say B could win, so like people aren't gonna like that either. To be fair, no, at least B would make more sense though. Yeah, a lot more sense, I'd say, because you know the future. But yeah, this car, this uh, this match, I'm really looking forward to. Um, next match is the is this one of the two tenth anniversary matches? I believe they are calling it. Um, Momo uh, Watanabe faces off with Nene Takahashi. This, you know, the first um, stardom match you had me see was Nene, and she was so good back then. She's still great now. Uh, how do you see this one going? Uh, oh, Nene wins. Definitely. Okay. There's, okay. there's not a hope in hell that Momo is beating her because uh, yeah, Nene, Nene always, always had an ego. Uh, the size of of people, you know, much bigger than her, and uh, yeah, she she's definitely gonna win here because I I feel like both of the ceiling talents are gonna win to, to continue whatever story they've got going on, mm. and uh, you know, Momo can take losses, um, yeah. I guess. Mm. Yeah, I'm used to that. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's you know that's not the answer I was hoping for from you. Truth, truthfully, I mean you're probably saying the smart answer, but you know the fan in me did not want to hear it. Um, <laughs> I really am looking forward to this match. Now I don't think it's going to be the match of the night necessarily, and that's not really saying anything bad about them. It's just saying how good this card is. Uh, but you know, I wrote Momo down just because I want it to happen, but every point you just made was correct, and now I'm upset. <laughs> but it Didn't should be you good. Might do it. I, I, I don't know. They could have a surprise victory, but uh, I don't know. I just I know Nanai, and uh, it doesn't seem I, I like hadn't... her taking out. I had no idea about the ego, truthfully. Like, that was news to me that you just informed me. So thanks for that. Um, You know, I just have to make a point. Do you think Momo has any shot of winning gold this year? Like, that isn't like a singles gold, I'll say, because tag team gold is always a possibility. Um, I don't think so. I think she's 20. And their their focus is on making stars right. now, like right now, so that they can sell out these sort of buildings. And uh, I think they've got a few more years left before they desperately need to push her. So I think mm. she's probably going to be simmering for a while. It it absolutely is mind blowing that she's twenty years old. By the way, mm-hmm. I I continuously forget that. So when I was like complaining at the end of last year, I was and you were like, "Well, she's 20. and I was like. <laughs> you got me there. She's just been around for a very long time, like already, in terms of stardom at least. Yeah, I mean, she was like wrestled in uh in the nice last stardom match, which was almost six years ago. So I mean, she's definitely been around a while. Yeah, and she had the title uh, run, which was historic. Mm-hmm. So that also makes me like feel like, wait, what are we doing here? But you know, she had a, she had it broken by someone pretty good as well. Uh SW, it's called the SWA title, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not crazy. Um, Siri faces Konami. I'm excited for this match personally, mostly because I'm a big fan of both of them. I think Siri's had a pretty solid uh, run as the champion, considering that title was a nothing title, at least in my eyes. Um, what are you expecting from this one? Um, I feel like they're going to deliver something very different than what people are expecting just because of how they've, they've spoke about the match and the buildup. Um, mm-hmm. you know, like it's Yuri, when she challenged her, it was like, I want to introduce people to our world. Um, Konami in a tweet was like, I don't want this, you know, Snoopy hat wearing Siri. I want the Siri who was a legitimate, you know, champion, uh, who wrestled real matches. And given both of them have that kind of background, like obviously Siri was in the UFC and uh, Konami was trained by uh, an actual MMA fighter as well as, you know, Asuka and uh, Minoru Tanaka of Battle Arts. So they both have extensive kind of hybrid shoot wrestling backgrounds that I think they will maybe lean into here instead of the death by kicks that people might be expecting. Now, I think a shoot style could be fun because, like you said, it's kind of different from what people are expecting. Uh, I am someone that has taken a complete 180 on Konami from the first time I saw her till now. Mm -hmm. She is, you know, truly one of my favorites to watch, even if you continuously tell me she's not going to get, like, you know, a real run 
as a champion or something. It's fine. You you know, you really shoot down a lot of my favorites. I'm realizing it <laughs> as I go down this order. But it's fine. I, I get over it. Uh I assume so I'm I'll go my prediction first since I've had you do it a few times. I'm I think Shuri walks out, you know, still champion because she's doing good things with this title, but you know, you're smarter than me. Who do you think's winning? Oh yeah, no doubt. Siri isn't dropping this for a while because uh, the the rules of the belt basically mean nobody else could defend it because you have to defend it against people from different uh, countries than you. So if Konami oh. won it, she could only defend it against B and Siri. So like, the, oh, the, that would it's be... fairly restricted. Wow, I did not. So I I did not understand the rules of this title. When someone brought it up to me, and I was like, why can she only defend against those two? I thought it was just because those uh, two were former champions. I thought it was like some weird rule like that. But that's, um, wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Who I mean, could, they could even change be it, her then? Um, yeah, if they just change be, the rule. I think. I mean, I feel like, I know Julia is, is uh, Julia kind of resents her Italian her her Italian heritage. So, well, she could probably win it and represent Italy. I don't think that's what she wants herself. Like, I I don't think she likes being considered not fully Japanese. Um, as opposed to Siri, who was like, "Oh, I'm part Filipino, so I can I can face whoever I want." You know. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, I, I had that's that's something I see. I learn something new every day. I feel like when it comes to uh, stardom. So. That's good to know. Okay, so I don't think we've picked any. Uh, no, I picked Momo just because I wanted to be different. Uh, but for the most part, we've been pretty consistent. Now, the uh, biggest 10th anniversary match, if that makes sense. Um, I Would you say this is the favorite of the night to be the match of the night? Hmm. Um, it depends on who you're talking to, because I feel like uh, Julia and Tam hit the sweet spot for me so i'm more looking yeah. forward to what they can do mm-hmm. but yeah most people will expect this to be the match of the night if not momo versus nanai yeah oh i should probably say it's mayu versus yoshiko i didn't i realized i never actually <laughs> said who we were talking about but you know i've seen very little of yoshiko but i think it was the tag matches um where she teamed with sari so to me, she's great. Like, she's two for two in the two matches I've seen her in. And, you know, Mayu is Mayu, so I can't say enough good things. I think you said earlier you see Yoshi, uh, Yoshiko walking out as the winner. Mm-hmm. Okay. And please explain to me why. <laughs> um. Yeah, because, I mean, Mayu's current storyline is that everything's kind of falling apart. Like, after she lost the world title... Her whole thing was I'm not worthy of leading stars everything sucks and then of course Tam left stars uh, which probably didn't help and now you've had Rocka turn on her and stars as well so it just seems like everything is crumbling around her so her mm. losing to Yoshiko makes sense so that they can continue that story yeah. um, but I mean I wouldn't put it past Adam to just be like no she's winning now because uh, their, <laughs> their narratives are sometimes not the best at continuity yeah. Yeah, uh, I I have Yoshiko winning, and it's mostly with the idea that she challenges Utami for the title. Wild idea that I kind of just, I don't know, 
it it's something that I've seen like kind of teased on Twitter and it started to kind of click in my head if they want to continue this storyline, which I mean, in recent weeks, they haven't really even acknowledged um, besides their the tag match that happened. Uh, could you see that happening? Um, It's definitely possible, yeah. I mean, I feel like if they want to continue the storyline, then somebody will have to challenge for the belt. I'd probably have thought it was Nanai more than Yoshiko. Yeah. But I could definitely see Yoshiko challenging for... Or maybe not challenging, but definitely having a match with Julia based on uh, their previous encounter. Mm-hmm. That would be, well, that would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, I, you know, it's gonna be weird, it, you know, in the tenth anniversary match if Mayu loses. Just in my eyes, because I, you know, I'm still like pretty fresh to this. I, you, you've helped me turn sour on WWE. I haven't turned sour on Stardom. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm still like young, bushy-tailed, and believe in like. The good guy will win, but yeah, you're probably you're probably very right on this. And I I'm excited for this match. This is probably number two for me on the night in terms of excitement. Um, had they had more of a build, I'd probably be more excited. But we will continue on now. The World of Stardom Championship, the co-main event, Utami Hayashishita versus Saya Kamatani. How do you feel about this not main eventing? Uh, it's it's definitely the right choice. Uh, mm-hmm. There's no way that any match could follow a hair versus hair match, given right. how much that stipulation means in Joshi wrestling. Like it, it's never, to my knowledge, not main event at a Joshi show. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as well as that, if you were to stop the show after an epic match to have somebody shaved ball in an emotional moment, you're basically right. screwing the next people because there's no way that they're going to get the fans on side for that next match. Everybody will be burnt out. So yeah. to me, uh, you have to put the hair versus hair match on last. Uh, before they even announced the hair versus hair part of the match, I always thought um, it was either going to be Mayu and Yoshiko or Julia and Tam. I just, I don't know. I don't see Saya in the main event spot just yet, personally. And I, I know you have, you know, thought the same at times. But, uh, like like you've said, she has been built up very well, um, leading to this. She even has a pin over the champion. So I'm gonna I'm kind of assuming who you have winning, but you know I'll ask you anyways for shits and giggles. <laughs> um, yeah, like the I don't see why they would take the belt off you, Tammy. Now it uh. She hasn't really been established to me yet as like the top top star. So for Sai to right. beat her now wouldn't really help either of them, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And who do you think will beat Utami when the time comes? Probably Julia. Yeah. Okay. Probably Julia, yeah. Exactly what I want to happen. Perfect. <laughs> just not even because like everyone would be upset about it. It's mostly because I just love uh, what Julia does, and you know, I think she's on fire to start this year, especially. Um, you know, her match with the Starlight Kid is was so good, and her match with the Unagi was awesome because she was just mm. a jerk. <laughs> like her being a jerk is the best. As yes, yeah, she's, as, she's great. As as yeah, I, I, this is funny because you know, I feel like Dylan doesn't like Julia, correct? 
Uh, he's come around. I've convinced him that uh, she's good. great. So he's, he's seen the light. Okay, good. See, you just need to try to convince all of uh, Twitter now, which is, I think you're trying. Oh, yeah. I, I'm flying the Julia flag all the time, man. She's, uh, you know, people dislike her for some personal reasons, which is totally fair. Uh, but her, her performances, especially recently, have been the stuff of, of champions. Like, she she's fantastic. Is it because of the way she left Ice Ribbon? Yeah, yeah, she kind of really fucked yeah. over Ice Ribbon and her retiring tag team partner, which uh, okay. isn't isn't great. So I can totally okay. understand. I because I, I never understood the hate beside unless it was that uh, because I just think she's really good and I didn't have a connection to Ice Ribbon or even know who she was until last year. So that's why I have no effect whatsoever. But. I guess we should jump right in to the hair versus hair match. I think there's only been five in history uh, of Joshi, which, you know, that adds a lot. How do you see this one going down? This is the main event, of course. Yeah, Tam wins. That's, that's, I want to lead with that. Is it just because she has more hair? Uh, no, <laughs> she like I I don't know how much you pay attention to this, but like in all press stuff and all of the like stardom appearances on TV, it is Tam and the Cosmic Angels. Mm-hmm. Like they have put a lot of PR into her, and they've given her her own faction. I feel like now is the time for her to take the white belt and get that first singles reign under her belt. Because uh, mm-hmm. I mean, she's doing some really good work, and they are presenting her as a big deal. So they need to give her a big win to to continue presenting her in that light. And I think, you know, winning it here and going on a good reign would definitely go a long way to establishing her as the star that they kind of want her to be. Yeah, I I had no idea about the no idea about the, like the commercials and press and whatnot. But I I mean it was clear once they gave her her own group that you know they're kind of back backing her, and. I think even more for me, it's Julia losing so that she can move on to the red belt down the line. I think that's like where it is in my head, um, you know, just as a fan, because I feel like it's just been a long determination to get her to the red belt eventually. Uh, but I have enjoyed her white belt run for the most part. I just watched their first match that you told me not to watch. <laughs> when when the time came and i was like oh i get why he did not like this and most people mm-hmm. didn't and it's because <laughs> it's really slow like if you cut out like the first like 10 minutes it would be a lot better because it's it's really slow but the one thing i did love is at the end uh tam was like i will fight till the end of like the universe to take that white belt off of you mm-hmm. and i like storytelling and that's kind of the story that's being told here and you already, you know, picked Tam, so I'm not going to ask you for your prediction. But give me like a little future type thing. Uh, do you think Julia wins it, uh, wins the red belt immediately, or do you think it takes like till towards the end of the year to take it from Tommy? Uh, yeah, I think Julia wins the GP probably, mm-hmm. and then uses that to win the title or whatever their big kind of year end show is going to be because yeah. uh, I assume they're going to keep running big venues and uh, her versus Utami is probably the biggest match they have so 
maybe they hold that off until January, but I definitely think that she has to be the one to win the GP because yeah. I don't really see anybody yeah. else, to be honest, that, that could win it this year. Right, that makes sense. And who do you see winning Cinderella, you know, since Tam will probably be champion? Yeah, I don't know. That one's really, it's really up in the air because, yeah. like, it could be literally anybody for once, uh, which is great. Um, maybe it'll be Mayu mm-hmm. again. That's what I was thinking, strictly because, you know, their one match was the draw. Yeah, because, um, I, like, I feel like Mayu versus Tam is another match that you could do at whatever their next big pay-per-view is. Mm-hmm. So Mayu winning Cinderella and being like, I want to beat the shit out of Tam sounds great. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. when, you, when you brought up heel Mayu, I was like, oh, this could be, this could be special. <laughs> But it also yeah. could be like, you know, a John Cena situation where she just never, ever, ever turns, even when it would be awesome. Not to compare her to John Cena because she's a lot better. But, like, the, to be fair, you're on a person that talks a lot of WWE. You're going to get at least one comment. I am sorry. <laughs> uh, and it, but, it's a valid comparison. I, I feel yeah. like most people now would probably compare it to Tanahashi or something, but... uh. Oh, uh, yeah, I forgot about that Tanahashi. Yeah, I forgot about him. But eh, that's fair. That's a good point. Okay, you got me there. You got me there. <laughs> um, now, I have... Okay, I have two more questions for you, even though we're kind of, you know, done going down the card. One, just give me what you think your match of the night will be. Hmm. Uh, I feel like Julia versus Tom will be it. And if not Judy okay. versus Tam, and probably the All Star Rumble, because I feel like there'll be like something okay. really cool in the Rumble that I will love, even if nobody else does. So, do you have like a guess of what that could be? Like, I know you brought up a surprise earlier. I should have asked you, like, what's a potential surprise? One that I keep, I can't get out of my mind is Kagetsu, because I feel like she just makes sense to, to show up. Would and, be and make a return insane. Do you think yeah. she'd do you think she'd stay for more than like the one match or no? It probably not. No, I, I, I mean, I don't know anymore because I mean, obviously, the money is probably great and it, it's yeah. probably something that could convince a lot of them to come back, but mm-hmm. she's wanted to retire for a while, so I feel like a one off is probably more likely. And I also meant to ask, does anyone get anything out of the all star rumble win or do you just win? As far as I know, it's just you win. But I feel like that's just kind of how the Japanese companies usually do mm-hmm. their big kind of rumble style matches. Is just you know you get a few nostalgia spots and a few pops, and then somebody wins. I mean, that's it. That's not a bad idea. Uh, and you know, my final question is how how do you see stardom growing throughout the rest of the year? It's a loaded question, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> but take your time. This, there's no uh, time limit on this for a reason. Yeah, I think it all depends on, obviously, COVID is uh, yeah. putting a block on everything. And I think if that goes away, we could see uh, a lot of growth. Because, I mean, they have, they have a lot of marketing behind them. They have, you know, the the name of Bushi Road. They have all of these crossovers of video games that they can do. It's it's something where they could definitely grow a lot. I don't think they'll be obviously running Budokan again on their own 
in a non-COVID situation, but I could definitely see them selling and running places like Ota Ward regularly, you know, mm-hmm. by the end of the year or early next year, depending on how COVID goes and how their signings go and how establishing new stars goes. Yeah. Um, who would who would you establish as a new star? Like a true star? Because, you know, last year they lost a lot. A lot. And mm-hmm. I... I think they've done really good to try to, you know, bounce back from that. But who do you, who would you have be like that star? Would it be Otami? No. Okay. Uh, I I would go with Julia or mm-hmm. Sayakamatani because uh, Sayakamatani okay. is so different to any Joshi wrestler that I feel like she could be special. And mm-hmm. Julia, obviously, it speaks for itself. She has everything. She has all the tools that you could need for for a megastar. So uh, yeah. I'd go with one of those two. Yeah, Julia does have that it factor. And, you know, just to, my final question on top of, like, stardom building. Give me a year that you think stardom could do Tokyo Dome. Uh, th- they seem to want to run it in 2025. Um, okay see no reason that couldn't happen i don't think it would be a huge success but they could do it i could definitely see them eating that loss and just running it well i'll just have to buy most of the tickets i'll just just give them great success that way well alex thank you for coming on here for the first time i promise this will not be the last because i'm going to need your expertise more than once but i hope uh, it wasn't too bad previewing a show that you're probably about to preview in a day or two (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I love talking about stardom and uh my brain changes every day so i will probably say completely different things in two days time when i record for stardom quest so perfect and you know thank you. i i say your name a few times on here um every few weeks strictly because I, I thank you to getting me into stardom um as i wrote a big article i yeah I was falling out of wrestling at one point, but it's really brought me back no matter how many people complain about it on Twitter. So thank you for that. Uh, I mean, I, I, I love wrestling. I love spreading great wrestling to people. So uh, I'm, I'm very glad. I'm very happy yeah. about that. Yeah, it's interesting. You didn't spread New Japan to me. Huh? <laughs> you did say great wrestling. Uh, <laughs> but again, thank you. And I will happily have you back on in the future. Hopefully it's not too long. No, it will not be. It will probably be the next, you know, uh, you know what? Cinderella. It'll be Cinderella. Absolutely. All right. So until then, thank you for joining me. また美学でしょう